Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Four in Whitehall. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Well, I don't have an update on his status, but I can tell you that uh, he's ran uh, really ran well yesterday and uh, progressing faster than what I thought he might. And uh, But I, I don't know whether he'll be able to play or not. And then you have an update on Tank Booker as well? He's going to practice today. You know, he's had, those knees are sore. He's had problems in the past with him, but he'll be uh, full go today at practice. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode because that's what's required. On 103.7 The Buzz. Say with my boobay, taste like too for the analyst. Girl, I can buy your Westie world with my base stuff. I know that it's good. Won't you say that on my taste plus? I get way too petty. Won't you let me do the extras? Pull up on your block and break it down. AM to the PM, PM to the AM phone Eat up your per diem, you just gotta hate them phone If I quit your BM, I still rock Mercedes phone If I quit this season, I still be the greatest phone My left stroke just went viral Right stroke, put a baby in a spiral Soprano C, we like to keep it on the high note It's levels to it, you and I know Tell them be humble, Hello. Two hours down, one hour to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a great Trash Talk Thursday. As we know, we're getting ready for another weekend of football. Not just college football, but the NFL. Got an NFL game tonight, too. So uh, it's just good to have it back and good to have it keep going strong, even though Razorback fans aren't too happy right now, but still that's neither here nor there. There's still going to be a lot of great games, especially in the SEC. And the game I know people are circling is that Alabama-Ole Miss game because people are wondering if, uh, if Ole Miss is going to be for real where they take the next step or is it going to be Alabama being Alabama once again and beating Ole Miss. But we'll talk about that and a lot more as we go to the phone lines and welcome in Michael Bratton of that SEC podcast, friend of the show. And, Michael, as always, appreciate you joining us. How are you doing this afternoon? Oh, now that it's SEC football season, man, I'm doing great. So thanks, thanks both of you guys for having me. <laughs> oh, yeah, I figure like this is just your time to shine, man. That's where it happens. But uh, we'll talk about some of uh, the Arkansas stuff in a bit. But uh, Alabama and Ole Miss, I'm curious. Because this is a game I feel like since Lane Kiffin's been in Ole Miss, everyone's like, oh, man, are they finally, gonna, he's going to beat him. He's going to beat him at some point. And it's never really happened. Do you believe this is the time? This is the game? Does Lane Kiffin finally beat Nick Saban in Alabama? No, and that's kind of sad because this is the worst Alabama he's faced to date. And this may be his best overall Ole Miss team to date. But I, I'm just not, again, I'm not a huge believer in, in Lane Kiffin as a big game coach. I think he's fine for Ole Miss. I think he's doing a heck of a job. But just comes up short time and time again. And all this drama with Kevin Steele, I have it on good authority from multiple people that that was a planted question, and he wanted that out there. So uh, just more buffoonery, more clownery, and I think it's really going to come back and bite him and say, don't win this game. Mike, how how big of a difference is Jalen Milrow going to make in this game? He started the first game, first couple of games, and of course they lost one to Texas, and then now uh, he missed the game. At South Florida, now he's back in the starting lineup. So what kind of difference is he going to make as the starting quarterback for Alabama? Yeah, the backup quarterback, you know, they often say is the most popular guy on campus. Well, that's until you actually see him play sometimes. Mm-hmm. And now Jalen Bilbrow is back to being the most popular guy in Tuscaloosa because they're they're awful behind him. And I don't think Jalen Bilbrow is some Heisman candidate by any means, but uh, he certainly is a lot better than their other options there in Tuscaloosa. So the problem there, I don't even know that it is Jalen Milrow, even though he made some critical mistakes against Texas. I blame the offensive coordinator, Tommy Reese, for putting him in poor situations, not utilizing his talents, asking him to do things that he's not comfortable doing, and playmakers around him. Where are the playmakers? Alabama's loaded with five-star receivers and running backs and all this, and when I watch him play, I don't see much of it. And uh, obviously the offensive line is a huge issue. So uh, they basically have questions all around Jalen Milrow. 
So going back to the whole situation with Kevin Steele, and for those that aren't aware, uh, Lane Kiffin has been calling out in Alabama saying that he doesn't believe that Kevin Steele's actually calling the plays for Alabama's defense. It's definitely a weird, weird deal. Why, why is this happening? I know you say it's about maybe some trolling or whatever, but why is it this approach, and why is Lane Kiffin continuing to double down on something like this? It just seems odd. Just to have Nick Saban have another headache to deal with, uh, with all this turmoil, with the fans melting down, and people wondering if the dynasty's over, which it is. Uh, and, and lastly, because uh, he and Kevin Steele are not friends. We'll just put it that way. So, uh, I mean, it's just it, it's a whole mess of a situation. And again, if this was a planted question that he wanted out there that he knew would get everybody talking all week long, and it, it worked like a charm. And I'm honestly surprised Nick Saban even addressed it. But I, I'm sure Lane Kiffin got some kind of sick satisfaction out of the fact that the, the GOAT had to address it on Monday. Mike, what's the date you put out power rankings for the SEC? Because as of September 16th, Alabama is 13th in the power <laughs> rankings in the SEC, and that's behind <laughs> Arkansas at 12. So is is that the latest power rankings that have been put out? Yeah, I put about uh, as soon as the games are over on Saturday night, and then I go live and break it down on YouTube. But that, you know, obviously sometimes an overreaction, but, I mean, that was just god-awful against South Florida. Uh, that was the worst performance I think I've seen from a Nick Saban coach team since he lost to ULM back in 2007. So... Yeah, maybe a little bit of an overreaction. I've, I've had more time to go back and watch everything, but I mean they're just they're just playing awful. At least they did last week. And if they play like they did last week, yes, they will lose to Ole Miss. But I think there's enough pride there, and, and certainly I think the defense. You know, that's one thing that's getting lost in all this shuffle of uh, their offense looking terrible, them making a, a god awful offensive coordinator hire in Tommy Reese. The defense is pretty good. I mean that. They gave up three points, and that was after they must have punt and South Florida took over in field goal range. So essentially, the defense gave up nothing. Again, I know it's South Florida, so that you know we're not rewarding them much for that. But defense is not the problem, and I think they'll be able to dominate the line of scrimmage against Ole Miss, who can't run the ball this year. I think that's the difference in the game. Well, another uh, game that I think is maybe underrated or at least not being overlooked a little bit just because of the fascination of where these two t- programs are at is Texas A&M and Auburn because this game is being played there in College Station. Auburn's 3-0, and but not to say that they've looked great. A&M's 2-1. and They can score some points but did have that loss to Miami. I think uh, Bet Saracen has them favored by 8.5 points, A&M that is, in this game. But uh, what do you make of this matchup, and do you think that we're going to learn anything about these two teams? Because I just feel like it's not getting talked about enough. Right, yeah, and I was talking to someone on my show today, that SEC podcast, about this matchup, and they basically laid it out, and I agreed with everything they said. You know, A&M's got the advantage of quarterback, receiver, defense. They got uh, Bobby Petrino has, has come in, made an instant impact. A&M's got more points scored, I think, than uh, at, at any point after three games in the Jimbo Fisher era. So it, it's, a, it's a home game. You know, all signs point – considering Auburn is, is kind of a duct-tape-together roster after Hugh Freeze came in there and added all these transfers. I mean, all signs point to Texas A&M winning big. That's sensible. That's logical. The only problem with that, sensible and logical do not go together with Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be stunned if they lose this game. As crazy as that is to say, I just kind of lost faith in, in Jimbo as a head. I've lost faith in him a long time ago. I, I think they should have already fired him, but if he loses this game and he's still the coach on Sunday, we got a major problem. So I, I think this is the most pressure any coach is under in the SEC right now. They should win this game by double digits, but I, I will never again in my life, as long as Jimbo Fisher's the coach, put money on Texas A&M to win a game. Mm. Tennessee-Florida game was interesting last week. How much have your feelings changed on Florida after seeing that performance against Tennessee? Yeah, I mean, a little bit. I mean, I went on national television and basically called Billy Napier out after the Utah game. So he's redeemed himself to to a large extent on that one. They dominated the line of scrimmage, which I did not foresee that happening. They've done a basically a 180 since the Utah game. But, I mean, you look at their schedule. 
Yeah, their, their fans are feeling it right now, Joe. They, and they should be, because they just beat a rival and beat the heck out of them when they were an underdog. But also, Florida's got, at this is a couple weeks away, at South Carolina, Georgia, Arkansas, at LSU, at Missouri, and Florida State. I think they can lose all those games. <laughs> and then we're sitting here saying, well, maybe Billy Napier's not that great a coach. Now, if they play as well as they did, on Saturday, they're, they're not going to lose all those games. But I still don't think they win more than half of them. So what are we really saying here? I mean, I, I still think this is a 6-6, six and 7-5 six, and five at best team. That uh, I think the real difference there was the home field advantage and Tennessee just looking woefully underprepared. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the coaching, the player, none of them seemed to be on the same page. And, and that was troubling for Tennessee. Yeah, so just looking at the SEC in general, I think Georgia's still, of course, the creme de la creme. Winning a national championship, because that's what it's really about uh, when it comes to it all. But Georgia looks like that team. Some people still believe LSU could be that team. But in your opinion right now, is it basically if the SEC is going to have a national champion this year, it's going to have to be Georgia because you don't see anyone else doing it? I mean, possibly LSU, I think, could do it. That That was my pick for the preseason. I don't. I always think it's stupid when people like hold on to what they had in the preseason. I I think you got to go off what we've actually seen. And their biggest game, we saw them get embarrassed. So that that may not really be the answer. But Jane Daniels looked great last week. Now I, I don't really think Mississippi State is that good. I think they're the worst team in the West. So yeah, I mean Georgia, but even Georgia, I've not been impressed with. I mean, up to their elite standard, they've not been there. But Still, you got to consider them the favorite for what that's worth. But the, this is the the most disappointing SEC I've, I can ever recall. So, yeah, they're they're probably the favorite. LSU, in my mind, a close second at this point in time. But I don't know. I mean, this this just feels like we're all going to get let down if, if we're you know rooting just for the SEC because I don't know if there's a national champion among the, this entire group. Another team in the SEC that had a big win last week was Missouri, but this week they get Memphis, who is uh, a team that can be explosive at times. What do you think of Missouri-Memphis in that matchup this weekend? Yeah, and as, as I'm looking at it, Joe, I think the spread is Missouri's only favored by six right now. And it, that, this, now, this isn't a typical home game. It's in St. Louis, but still, that's, that's interesting. That's, that feels like Vegas is begging you to take Missouri in the sixth after that big win over Kansas State. So maybe they know something about Memphis that I don't. But looking at the numbers, Memphis got the number one most efficient defense in the country. I, I had no idea until I started studying for this game. But uh, they are 3-0. and I don't think they played anybody with a pulse. But this, this has got trap game written all over it. So I don't think Missouri will lose it. But I think it's going to be a really tight ball game, and it doesn't help that Brady Cook uh, is injured, and, you know, they've upgraded him to day-to-day, but he may not even suit up in this game, and maybe that's got something to do with the spread, but this, this is one, if I'm Missouri, I'm, I'm kind of worried about. Speaking with Michael Bratton of that SEC podcast here on Out of Bounds, and Mike, I know we've gone through all the games, but this is one, too, that, and that's not going to talk about a lot, but it's on SEC Network at 6.30 on Saturday night, Mississippi State and South Carolina, and the only reason I really bring it up is because South Carolina sitting at one and two. Grand they lost to Georgia in that North Carolina game, and people were expecting a lot out of the Gamecocks. And Mississippi State got blown out by LSU last week at home. But if Mississippi State goes on the road in Columbia and beats South Carolina, and then South Carolina drops to one and three on the season, I feel like a lot of people are going to be very upset with Shane Beamer, even though he had a lot of good grace from the way the last year ended. But starting out one and three and losing that game at home, that could be really problematic for him. Right, and. I mean, his best win to date, I guess, uh, this season is being up at halftime. <laughs> they got blown out the second half. So, yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, this is this is why a lot of people, myself included, despite the the hype and, and how they finished last season, you know, one season to the next does not necessarily translate. And I, I didn't think it would for the Gamecocks. Now, I think the future is bright. They're recruiting well, but yeah, this is a must win, I, and I think for both teams because Mississippi State's got quite the tough slate coming up as well. Um, neither one of these defenses is that good. South Carolina, particularly against the, the run, is awful. That's about on, the only thing Mississippi State can do. So I think a lot of people are going to be picking 
South Carolina and the spread based on Mississippi State getting waxed at home last week to LSU. But again, I I think that says more about LSU and, and how good they are compared to where Mississippi State's at. So must win game. I think it goes down to the wire, and it, this is this is like a fifty fifty home game. South Carolina probably wins it with the home field, but if, it, if this game was a star flop, I'd probably be picking Mississippi State to win it. Mike, in power rankings, you include Texas and OU, so you have Georgia at two overall, and they're sandwiched in between OU and Texas. What has OU, why do you give OU the advantage over Texas, OU coming in at one and Texas at three? Yeah, well, I mean, Oklahoma, I don't know how much you've watched of them, Joe, but I mean, my goodness. they. I realize people always say, well, they haven't played anybody. Well, that's true to an extent, but... I mean, they're jumping on these teams. And I'm talking like 28-0 to zero in the first quarter. And, and they've been doing that in, in two of the three games I've seen them play. They look like Tennessee last year, just throwing it all over the yard, unstoppable on offense, and, and defense doing enough to have some blowout wins. So uh, I'm taking this season to learn Texas and Oklahoma, and I've been wildly impressed with Oklahoma. Now, I had Texas number one last week, coming off that Alabama win, but all of a sudden, uh, that's kind of why I docked Texas, because I don't even know how good Alabama is now. So, uh, I mean, they, they both look like they'll come into the SEC ready to compete. I can't wait for for that day and time. And, and again, Georgia, again, I'm, I'm kind of grading them on a curve. It's probably not fair, but they're you know back-to-back champions, obviously. They're not near the caliber they, they have been the last two years. They're, they're not the best team in the country. And anybody rating Georgia number one is purely doing that on what they did last year and the year before. And I don't think that's how you rank a college football team in 2023. Well, Mike, we do have to ask you, of course, about Arkansas and LSU. Now, Arkansas is coming off of uh, what some Razorback fans would consider a bad win. Not that BYU is a bad team, but more so of just how they played. You had 14 penalties on Arkansas, a couple turnovers, a couple questionable calls, just a lot of things that were – uh, not looking good for the Razorbacks and not really something that people can have confidence in. This matchup against LSU, it opened up with Bet Saracen at minus 18.5 in favor of LSU. Do you feel like it's going to be blowout city and LSU wins by three scores in Baton Rouge at night? Or do you feel like Arkansas might give them a game, might be closer than what the experts think, or even might find a way to upset the Tigers down in Baton Rouge? Yeah, this is my favorite game in the SEC this weekend, John. I think it's going to I think it's going to be a classic. I think it's going to go down on the wire. And, uh, you know, your audience probably by this point knows I'm awful at, at picking games, particularly Razorback games. So I'm not going to pick them to win because that would just break their hearts and that would destine the Razorbacks to lose. So I'll say LSU was a close one, which means Arkansas will probably win it. Uh, I mean, this, this is a battle of, of two really good teams. I, I, I realize fans are mad. We lost the BYU game. We shouldn't have lost it. Uh, but again, I mean that the analytics say Arkansas won that game, and I, and I realize that doesn't really matter. It matters what actually happened. But Arkansas let that one get away. They they ought to be mad as hell going into this football game. And again, LSU they're going to get hyped up. They just killed Mississippi State. I get it, but uh, I, I think these teams are much much closer than people realize at this point in time. So give me LSU by about three points. I got Arkansas covering the spread. That's my lock of the week. Based on the matchup, what impresses you about these two teams in Arkansas and LSU? Uh, both offenses. Uh, well, wait, no, not all. Well, Arkansas, mm-hmm. not not the run, not the offensive line, obviously, but the two quarterbacks going head to head, and Arkansas, they're impressive turnaround on the defensive side of the ball. I realize they're not world beaters. They got beat for some explosive plays last week against BYU. That was kind of bad. But, I mean, this is a, a unit that was just god-awful, like your audience knows, last season. But they're, they're turning the ball. They're forcing the issue. I, I believe they're number one in the SEC in turnovers. At least they were last week. So, got to be opportunistic. LSU's got the number six offensive efficiency in the country. Arkansas's got the number ten defensive efficiency in the country. This is this is a heavyweight battle here. And again, LSU number 35 offensive efficiency in the country. LSU 116 defense. So I think Arkansas is going to have ways to 
score points on this LSU defense. I really do in Tiger Stadium. So I think it's a high-scoring game. I think it's back and forth. I think it's a K.J. Jefferson, Jaden Daniels show, and uh, I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, it's going to be different from the past three games that these two teams are, have faced off against each other because all of them ended in a three-point margin with uh, LSU winning twice, but all, the road team always won, and they were always low scoring. So uh, it could be uh, one of those games that uh, really changes everything. And uh, it's kind of how funny how college football will be and how it is, Mike, is that with Razorback fans as upset as they are now, all it takes is just a measly victory on the road against LSU to get them all back in to the good graces and back on the Sam Pittman train. But uh, that's why we got to play these games. we got to figure it all out, and I guess we'll see Saturday. But, hey, Mike, as always, dude, we appreciate you joining us. Great stuff. You can follow him on Twitter at Michael W. Ratton and see what he has to offer there on that SEC podcast. And have a great weekend, man. We'll be catching up with you later in the season. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. And appreciate it for sure. It's always good to catch up with uh, Mike Bratton. Uh, I do want to say this, though, before we take a commercial break. We talked about uh, digs for the Cowboys and uh, him being in crutches and how they were waiting to see what it was. Well, according to Adam Schefter now, it says Cowboys believe that he has torn his ACL during no, practice today. Confirmed. So it is confirmed, yeah. So uh, he will now be undergoing an MRI to confirm it, but it looks like it has been confirmed. So uh, pretty brutal and pretty uh, crushing blow there for Cowboys fans and especially for Diggs. Now he's going to be out for the year. So I hate to see that. Uh, Happening but, in practice, too. I know. It just, again, sucks. Injuries suck all the time, no matter what. But uh, definitely for uh, – listen, the Cowboys still got a really good team, so it's not like all of the season's over. But certainly a significant blow to them, and uh, we'll see how they uh, try to respond and move forward from it, too. But wanted to pass that along as we take another break. When we come back, uh, we will get to your Razor Hog update and get to hear from Sam Pittman and Brian Kelly from what they had to say in the SEC teleconference. And we'll keep it moving on Trash Talk Thursday here on Out of Bounds. So stay with us. It's Randy Rainwater. Join me for the Sonic Blast this Friday in Arkadelphia when the Badgers take on the Nashville Scrappers. Brought to you by Sonic Drive-In and 103.7 The Buzz. Sports Center. Yesterday, Coach Sam Pittman talked on the SEC teleconference about facing LSU this weekend. Well, I think they're good at every aspect that you can be good at. It starts, obviously, with Daniels. I mean, he's incredible, playing incredible. Uh, but they're fantastic at, at wide receiver, uh, O-line, tight end. Kickoff for the game will be at 6 on Saturday. In the NFL, Thursday Night Football will feature the Giants taking on the 49ers. Kickoff for that game is set for 7-15. And the Arkansas Travelers are playing postseason baseball at Dickey Stevens Park tonight. They're up 1-0 on the Springfield Cardinals. If they win tonight, they'll advance to the Texas League Championship, which will start on Sunday. First pitch for tonight is set for 6:35. Coverage can be heard on 106.7 Buzz 2. I'm Gershon Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. In a world of inflated car payments and sky-high interest, Guadney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock is taking their inventory to the nines. Call 501-945-4444. Get Sierra 1500 with the 5.3 V8 engine at just 0.9%. Plus, Guadney will double down with an additional $3,250 off when trading in a 2009 or newer vehicle. Guadney Buick GMC hasn't left out SUVs. Get 2023 GMC Terrain at just 1.9%. Or 2024 Buick Encore GX at just 2.9%. And if you haven't noticed, the holidays are coming. So why not get all the way to 2024 with no payments for the rest of the year? Watney, Buick, GMC, 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Call 501-945-4444. Watney, Buick, GMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Watney for Buick, Watney for GMC, Watney for life. River Valley Tractor, your leading Kubota dealer of Central Arkansas. River Valley Tractor is closer than you think. A company that cares for you is right around the corner. RiverValleyTractor.com. With five great locations to better serve you, visit River Valley Tractor in Bryant, Sherwood, Conway, Russellville, or Pine Bluff today, or find them at RiverValleyTractor.com. Work smarter, not harder, with River Valley Tractor. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. 
This is a public service announcement for hard seltzer lovers. Neutral vodka seltzer has arrived. Made with simple ingredients like vodka, seltzer, and real juice. Neutral tastes good. Like, real good. So good that you'll never want to drink another artificial tasting seltzer again. Neutral's light and refreshing taste will show you what a vodka seltzer can be. Try Neutral, the one with the umlaut. Copyright 2023 Neutral Distilled Spirit Specialty, Los Angeles, California. Enjoy responsibly. When it comes to tailgating this football season, Edwards Food Giant is your MVP when it comes to a hassle-free tailgate party. Pulled pork smoked to perfection, along with an ultimate lineup of sides and essentials that'll make your taste buds cheer and your tailgate set up a breeze. The Edwards team also features even more delicious meats like chicken, brisket, ribs, and smoked sausage, all straight from their own smokeouts. And it can all be found by clicking edwardsfoodgiant.com or by visiting your local Edwards Food Giant store. Edwards Food Giant is your MVP. EdwardsFoodGiant.com. This is Pat Bradley for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union in their Casasa checking accounts. With Casasa, earn up to 6% APY, cash rewards with no minimum balance, and refunds on ATM fees. Stop by Alcoa's new branch in Sheridan and visit with Kelly or Morgan and open a free Casasa checking account today. Experience the difference with Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union now serving Saline, Grant, Garland, Hot Spring, and Perry Counties. Online at alcoacommunityfcu.org. Fire up the grill this summer with the highest quality of meats from Hogs Meat Market and their new location off JFK Boulevard in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. I gotta ask, because I've always wondered, why did that happen in Fayetteville, Arkansas? What what took you there? It's just visiting, so weird. It's visiting just, friends, uh, okay. but yeah, Dixon Street. Dixon Street. <laughs> yeah, Dixon Street was. Uh, it'll get you on 103.7 The Buzz. Thursday here on Out of Bounds, but we're never going to talk trash about Guatney Chevrolet because they always have the best deals each and every month, and that includes this month and the month of September because they're going above and beyond the competition to cancel unwanted loans and leases with their Guatney exclusive loan and lease termination program because, let's be honest, if you're driving around in a car right now that you don't want to be in, Guatney Chevrolet is going to help you out there because everyone's going to be approved. Plus, Guadney Chevrolet knows that everyone could be benefiting from, you know, this thing called no car payments for the rest of the year. That's right. No car payments for the rest of the year with Guadney Chevrolet. So you're talking about getting your loan and lease terminated as well as having no car payments for the rest of the year. And how about this for a deal with the 2023 Chevy Silverado's brand spanking new Silverado's 0% with approved credit. So let's break it down for you. You have a brand new Chevy Silverado with 0% financing, as well as no car payments for the rest of the year. And you can have the vehicle's loan and lease program and the termination program that they have by getting out of that vehicle. There's nothing better than that. So go over to Guadney Chevrolet right now. It's very easy to get to. It's right there in Jacksonville off the Gregory Street exit. There's a reason why Guadney Chevrolet is Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer because they make sure they get you in the vehicle that you want and that you can afford. Right there, 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. It's Guadney Chevrolet and GuadneyChevrolet.com. And again, it's a Trash Talk Thursday. Appreciate everybody listening in this afternoon as uh, we've had some good conversation. Just as a reminder to folks, tomorrow we'll be live from Twin Peaks in Little Rock. So come on out and see us. We'll be there to from 1 to 4 in the afternoon. That doesn't mean that that's the only time you can head over to Twin Peaks. We'll be uh, there for that time, but it's a great place to watch all the football games, even starting tonight in the NFL and throughout the entire weekend. There's no better place, but want to let everybody know to come on out and see us and hang out with us. It's always a good time when we're out It'll be there. be a great time. 
Definitely, yeah. And we're going to do some giveaways also. So be listening, and uh, at certain times, you can come by and say hi to us, and we'll give you something. Yeah, well, listen, we're, we're the giving types here on Out of Bounds. We like to give back to the listeners and give back to the, to the people. So come by the Twin Peaks tomorrow and get your weekend started a little early uh, there in Little Rock. Uh, before we get to your Razor Rug update, let's have Angry Buckeye on the line and see what he's got going on. What's up, Angry Buckeye? Afternoon, gentlemen. I, uh, I was really hoping Monday night I was going to get to call Joe and trash talk a little bit about my Browns beating Steelers, but instead they ended our season instead. So congrats to Joe and his Steelers on their only win over the Browns this year. Uh, <laughs> hey, Angry Buckeye, you, you know, uh, that game, man, that, that's rough as far as the injury to Nick Chubb. And so... That was something that everybody was feeling for in that moment. Yeah, it was uh I mean you guys had a hard time stopping him. He was averaging seven yards a carry before he went down and I don't I don't know if we had another yard rushing after that, so that was pretty rough. But uh, uh hey, Jerome Ford broke off a seventy yarder <laughs> after that. Yeah, but you take that one run out of there and then who knows, you know, that threw off the statistics. But since it is trash talk and I am not able to trash talk you, then I guess I'll trash talk my uh my good friend there in Vegas, Dave, you guys compared his injury to Nick Chubb's injury. Let's get it straight. Vegas, Dave, tore up his knee trying to dunk on an eight-foot goal over seven-year-old. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's get that story straight. Yeah, the video is out wanna, there too, Angry Buckeye. You're it, right. It, it is. It is. Uh, I did want to applaud you guys on one thing. You guys, and we're going to start hearing this at tailgates this weekend, and if we lose this weekend, it's going to get even worse. But you guys started to set a guy straight earlier when he said, who are you going to get? And that's a question that we hear every three to four years in the state. Who are you going to get? Well, you know, to the average to the average fan who might know that there's 133 FCS football teams out there, and there's 128 FBS football teams out there. If every one of them has a head coach and two coordinators, that's roughly 783 coaches coaching at a high level in college football right now. If you want to throw in the other seven assistant coaches on all of those staffs that's over 2300 coaches coaching college football right now and occasionally there's some people that come from the nfl back down to the college level to coach a head uh, head football coach team there's 32 nfl teams times a head coach times two coordinators that's another 96 people you can throw into the mix we can eliminate half of them because most of them don't have a winning record and won't go into coach after the position they're in now still leaving you about 1400 people to choose from for the next head coach at the position uh, at your school, wherever that may be. So the next time somebody says, who are you going to get, go ahead and get some powder and put it on your hand <laughs> and slap the suey out of them. Mm-hmm. Because there's always somebody out there willing to come coach for $4 million a year. And just a, just a reminder, the two best coaches in college football history all came from a position coach and then a coordinator and then a head coach, and that being Nick Saban and Urban Meyer. Yeah. So no. Who you gonna get is a question that I never want to hear from anybody ever because there's always somebody else. Yeah, I'm with you, Angry Buck. I think it's a it's a loser's mentality when you always take it as it's like again, not saying in the specific situation with Arkansas right now, but if you are going to be making a move, it's like so what? You're just gonna be fine with being bad or being miserable or not being good enough? It's like no, you can't have that mentality of like oh, who are we gonna get? Well, who knows? Maybe you, you maybe find a diamond in the rough. Maybe find that next coordinator that's going to be a great head coach. You don't know, but you do know who you have, and if you don't try to get better, then it's never going to get better. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not calling for his head. For I, sure. I'm happy with where we're at, I, I, and I heard you guys uh, say the same thing. But you're right. There's no corporation in the world that if somebody's not doing their job, says, well, let's wait. Let's go through the interview process. Let's make some phone calls before we get rid of this guy. No. If somebody's not doing the job, you move on. You get rid of them you get a, get a new spot. I'm with you, Angry Buckeye. Makes a lot of sense to me. Yes, have a good day. Yeah, appreciate you calling in. Also, uh, let's get to Lee and Malvern real quick, too. What's up, Lee? Hey, man, uh, I just, uh, you know, since it's Trash Talk Thursday, I don't like to push people's buttons, but, you know, it's Trash Talk Thursday. Um, I mean, I, I, I get the optimism with the Razorbacks, man, and, and wanting to win and, and having the optimism, but, I mean, if BYU was playing LSU this weekend, who would you pick? <laughs> probably pick uh, <laughs> probably pick LSU, yeah. <laughs> no question. Yeah, uh, exactly. As a matter of fact, I think they're playing Kansas this this week. I think Kansas has picked the win, beat them. So <laughs> I'm just trying to understand, you know, if we're going to be realistic. I mean, we can live in a fantasy land and hold Santa Claus cause, but I, I just don't see it. I don't think anybody's actually picked Arkansas to win this game against LSU. Like, I'm not picking them to win. So, who, I mean, who was the uh, the SEC the SEC guy that called right oh, before Michael Bratton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He seemed to have 
some hopes that, that Arkansas has the possibility to, to pull it out. Yeah. Well, we've seen it before. I'm not saying it'll happen, but, you know, crazy right, things mean, do fair. happen. I mean, anything can happen. Yeah. Nobody can argue that, for sure. But yeah. Anyway, I appreciate y'all letting me get in, man. All right. Appreciate it, Lee. Thanks for calling in, man. All right. Let's go ahead and jump into your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. Guys, I've got just one thing I want to say to you. Touchdown, Arkansas! Arkansas wins the national championship! The Arkansas Razorbacks have completed the dream season! On by 90! This is your Razor Hog Update on Out of Bounds, presented by True Service Community Federal Credit Union, where they offer new mortgage loans, refinancing, auto loans, and small business loans. Online at trueservice.net. All right, so for your Razor Hog Update, Sam Pittman had the SEC teleconference yesterday and had this to say as far as reducing the amount of penalties that the Razorbacks been having. To be perfectly honest with you, I think you have to emphasize the heck out of it in your technique and in practice. I mean, it, and obviously we've been doing that, and, and it didn't work last week. So we have to come up with a different different style. Um, you know, we are showing the kids every penalty that we see at practice, and we're just trying to uh, – and most of it is technique or understanding when to say when on the edge of letting go of guys. But uh, obviously everything that happens out there is on the coach. It's It's about coaching. But I do think that the players have to buy into uh, winning the right way. And uh, you don't win a rep or you don't make yards uh, or lose yards uh, by what you might perceive as a win. It's all about have you done it within the confines of the rule. And uh, so certainly it's a concern of ours and things of that nature, but we are obviously trying to fix it. And he also had this to say about actually playing LSU this weekend in Baton Rouge. Well, we're really excited to go to Baton Rouge. Uh, fantastic team they have. Playing extremely well right now. A lot of athletes. and uh, But we're looking forward to going down there. Obviously, it's a trophy game. Our kids are excited to go down there. But it's uh, it'll be a very, very tough task because they have an outstanding team. And Brian Kelly also spoke about this game between Arkansas and LSU and uh, what it could mean for his team going up against the Razorbacks. Oh, yeah. We, we talk about it on Monday in terms of knowing that we're going to get Arkansas's best. Uh, certainly, you know, I just say, hey, put yourself in, in Arkansas's shoe. If if we didn't play well against Mississippi State, you can imagine the the paint would be peeling off the walls in this building. Um, and And our expectations would be, um, you know, through practice and how we prepare, uh, and we would be coming out, you know, ready to play. And that's going to be the case with Arkansas. So we're going to get their very best, and, and we're going to have to match and exceed that. Um, and certainly, as I said in my comments at the outset, you know, this is college football, and, and keeping young men um, at that competitive edge week in and week out is the biggest challenge that we face now. There are so many distractions, so many things that can get you away from where you need to be focused, and that will be the challenge for this football team is to play with the same kind of competitive edge that they played with last week. Arkansas and LSU, 6 o'clock, Saturday night in Baton Rouge. You can listen to it right here on 103.7 The Buzz for all the coverage pregame and postgame. And we'll keep it moving here on Out of Bounds as we have three and out coming up next. Close up shop and we'll get you ready for drive time sports. Better stay with us. It's going to be a good time. I know the last three years people have got accustomed to paying sticker price for a brand new vehicle. Well, it's not that way anymore at Red River Ram. If you're looking for a new Ram truck, we've got heavy-duty four-wheel drive trucks starting at $49.5 or up to $12,000 off sticker price for a Cummins diesel. And we've got $11,000 off Ram 1500 Bighorn four-wheel drive trucks. If you want the best selection and the best buying experience, make that beautiful drive right here to Heber Springs. Now during Ram Power Days. 
We're back with Wild Bill at Motorsports Authority. Great selection here on the lot, but what about my trade-in, Wild Bill? We'll trade for just about anything as long as you don't have to feed it. We'll put top dollar in that trade. I'm getting country fried crazy during this sale right now, and I'll tell you what, folks, it's a lot of fun to do business with us. If you're wanting top dollar for your trade, you need to come see us. You can check out the complete selection online at msastore.com. Better yet, come see us in Russellville on East Main and Hot Springs on Central. You better get down here to Motorsports Authority. Touchdown! Ah, not again. Let me tell you about my man Tom. He had some serious bad luck. And one day he said to me, When is my luck gonna change? And I was like, You need to go to Tunica, bro. And he was like, Yeah! Good idea, bro. Tom was winning big money. People were cheering and kissing. My man was like, This is amazing! His losing streak was finally over. Man, I cannot believe my luck. Believe it. Because when you're in Tunica, you're always a winner. Juanice Chevrolet in Jacksonville is going beyond the competition to change your current vehicle situation with Guatney's exclusive loan and lease termination program. I need your current payment, your keys, and your signature. Call 501-982-2102 and say hasta la vista to your current ride and payment with the help of Guatney's loan and lease termination program. Regardless of your current financial situation, I swear I will approve everyone. Rates as low as 0% on new Chevrolets. Trade now and terminate your payments until 2024. Get to Guatney now. The loan and lease termination program is this month only at Guatney Chevrolet. 1301 TPY Drive in Jacksonville. Call 501-982-2102. GuatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. All offers with approved credit. All voices are impersonators, but Guatney's the real thing. Shop Guatney Chevrolet once and you'll be back. Bank OZK has always strived for excellence. During every economic storm, through every season of hardship, and despite every obstacle, we've reached for greater. Because we know to achieve excellence, you've got to keep pushing, keep building, keep growing, and just keep going. At Bank OZK, we're reaching for greater heights so you can be greater than you can imagine. Visit a branch or OZK.com today. Bank OZK. Greater awaits. Member FDIC. Get in zone. AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? My check engine light's on. Mm, that could hurt your gas mileage. The AutoZone free fix finder service can help find the fix for free. Get in zone. This whole report for free? That's right. Printed and on your phone for free. Get in zone. But what if the fix is too tough? We'll recommend a local shop. Fix finder. Only at AutoZone. Restrictions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. Make your tailgate the party of the parking lot by getting the best meats in all of Arkansas at Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Kane is in the building. Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are boom out of here. All right, it is time for three and out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into. First off, Always appreciate uh, really funny clips, no matter what it is, uh, especially on ESPN First Take. Uh, Chris Mad Dog Russo, though, he had uh, Marcus Spears and Stephen A. Smith in some uh, weird type of way and some stitches, which was pretty incredible. It's a little bit of a long clip. We won't, probably won't play the whole thing, but when he was describing what he's going to do this weekend, uh, he had everybody not really knowing what to think. Well, in the fat rob in Rapid. Fat uh, Rob. That's your baby guy. Uh, he's, my buddy. Uh, he's a former priest. Tell him. You know what? No. In the Vatican. In the Vatican. He lived there for five years. 
And that's on the fat rock. Go the fat rock. Five years. He lived in it. He was up there when they were doing a smoke to see who the next priest was. That was him. The next pope. No. Anyway, make a long story short. No. Tell <laughs> everyone what you told us this morning. What you're doing this weekend? Uh, uh, here's what I'm doing this weekend. Listen to what the he's doing. This the weekend. missus is away. Bad dog. Man. My visiting my son in Flagstaff, who's coaching Northern Arizona. I told you basketball. Yep. So this is the way. Be lousy weather. Right? It's going to be lousy in AZ? No, it's going to be lousy, lousy oh, here. Oh, here, here Rain. Yeah. So I can't get my golf or tennis in. You know, my little right, tennis right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am going to I'll get a run in. I'll take the two dogs, Bo and Riley, for a walk. Oh. At about 12 o'clock, I'll sit down. I'll make an early cocktail. I'll cut a gummy in half. What's a gummy? A gummy. I'll cut a gummy in half. Keep listening. I'll cut a gummy in half. We got Florida State Clemson. I like the Florida State quarterback. I'll do something there. At about 3.25, when I'm sourced, at about, I'm not driving in the house, 3.25, I'll put the call in to Fat Rob. 718-504, I'll put the call in to Fat Rob. Rob, you know what? What the hell? I, I can't root for Oregon. All right, you know, I'll pretend on TV. Put 10 dimes on Colorado. It's probably Colorado and Dion. That's been the game. So by 3.25, I'll be sitting down with my shorts, little t-shirt, cocktail. I'll have the other half a gummy. Oh, you save it for later? I'll have half. I half. thought you were just rationing you're gonna it. You're going to swing the tennis racket while you're doing that? You're going to swing the tennis racket. What's up, my golf swing? Like the moment. So by 3.30, I'll, be, I'll have ABC. It's on ABC, right? Yeah. Is this a Fowler game with Herb Street? I'm sure know. it is. I don't know. A Herb Street and Fowler. Well, why wouldn't it's, they be in there? They got to be there. The Colorado Oregon game. Yeah, and I love those two. I love Herb Street. Herbie, he watches all the time. He always texts me. So I'll go out there and I'll put the game on at 3:30 on our route. I haven't heard from Herbie in years. The only time I've heard from Herbie is when I showed them in Jackson State last year. Uh, so that was it. basically the end of the clip. But it sounds like it's going to be one heck of a weekend for uh, Mad Dog Russo. And glad that he's not uh, letting any of those gummies go to waste, as he's got to have half in the beginning and half later too. It's a good way to do it. Mm -hmm. Lionel Messi says that he resents not being recognized by PSG, his former team. He said, I was the only player of 25 that didn't get a club recognition. It was understandable because of playing for Argentina and they were in France and they didn't retain the World Cup. And we all know that Messi now plays for Inter Miami. He says, I love what I do. I enjoy playing. And now it's a different way. That's why I made a decision to come to Miami and not continue my career elsewhere. And as far as retirement, he said, I haven't thought about retiring. I don't want to because uh, I want to continue to play and enjoy what I do. I took an important step by leaving Europe and coming here. I don't want to think about the next step. So I know everyone's been all up in arms and really trying to find out the most, most, um, as much information as possible when it comes to Taylor Swift as well as uh, Travis Kelsey because it's been rumored that they possibly be seeing each other, been dating, whatnot. Well, according to The Messenger, apparently it's nothing serious. They said, quote, Taylor is in her fun girl era and strictly just having fun. The pair have hung out twice and are texting but it is nothing too serious. So for those of you who are wondering, that's the latest up-to-date information. But as I would point out, nothing serious yet. But all it takes is Travis Kelsey putting on that charm. Maybe he's able to win her over. But uh, at least that's where it's at right now. Maybe just friends for Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Coach Prime was on with Tom Brady. And uh, he was speaking to Tom Brady about Shador Sanders. Here's what he had to say. He loves you to life. And I'm just thinking about when you was on the field with him and, and just showing him, you know, you know, just showing him little things. And he took all that stuff to heart. You have no idea how many times I use you to get on his butt. <laughs> so you think Tom uh, has a Maybach and you're in college. Right? You think Tom had a <laughs> you think Tom is one of those boys and him in college? <laughs> For sure. All the time. So he said he uh, he uses Tom Brady as an example to kind of get on Shadur at times. And then something else at the beginning of that clip, uh, the term that people say sometimes, love you to death. Well, Coach Prime never says that. He says love you to life. So at the beginning of that clip, you could hear him say that Shadur, talking about Tom Brady, he says he loves you to life. <laughs> well, listen, there's a lot worse people to try to model yourself after than Tom Brady when it comes to being successful in football, too. Uh, also... In uh, some other news, I didn't realize this, but it was reported that Ryan Day for Ohio State, head coach there. We know that Ohio State fans are don't know what to do with themselves because they've lost to Michigan now twice in a row. 
and Michigan's kind of overtaken them a little bit. Well, Ryan Day received a salary increase back in the spring and had his compensation for the season over $10 million, according to the USA Today, which, you know, that happens when it comes to your success and you get raises and whatnot, but Ohio State fans weren't too pleased in hearing the news because they felt like back-to-back years of losing to Michigan does not deserve or is not warranted having a big-time raise or an increase in your salary in the spring. Millie Bobby Brown says that of her fiancé's dad, John Bon Jovi, they won't ask him to perform at their wedding. She said that, I feel like they'd be asking me to do like a full-on play for everyone. She said that on Hoda and Jenna, I think the man needs a break. He doesn't stop. He's always doing tennis or singing lessons. I think he needs a break. Maybe that's a three-hour break that we'll give him. So I'm always a fan about fast food restaurants having one thing that's really good and them keeping it, but it seems like they never do. They have a knack for that, and in McDonald's there's no shortage of that because if you love their McNuggets, you remember probably the spicy McNuggets that they had. It was a huge hit. Everybody loved them, and then they went away. Well, don't worry. McDonald's is coming back with them as Spicy McNuggets are officially back on the menu, and everybody's excited. But, of course, as they put it into their post, for a limited time. Just leave it there and just have it. But instead, they got to do it that way. I'm sure it's about marketing and getting the hype machine up there. But if you're going to be going to McDonald's, get you those spicy nugs because they're always really good. Tom Hanks expressed his feelings on wanting to go to the moon someday. He said that... He wants to go so much that he would like to be the guy in charge of serving food and making jokes to and from the moon. I like to be the guy that cleans up, makes jokes, tells stories, and keeps everybody entertained. I think that might be a good idea. I do all the work, clean the toilet, serve the food, fold the clothes, and stow the gear. That way others could be free to do other stuff. So in Michigan, uh, authorities rescued a woman who became trapped in an outhouse toilet. Uh, in northern Michigan. They said that she was not identified, but the reason that she got trapped in there is because she dropped her Apple Watch into the toilet, and she climbed down to retrieve it. She was unable to get herself out, began yelling for help, and they were able to pull her out of the pit and hoisted the woman to safety with a strap. My whole thing is, is like, you know what? I get it that they, it's porta potties are kind of the same way, but if you ever lose an electronic that's something worthy, just leave it there. It's not worth getting back, as this woman ended up finding out. Lana Del Rey said she loves being an inspiration and somebody to look to for Billie Eilish and Olivia Rodrigo. She says, an inspiration to those making it big in the pop scene because Billie and Olivia are such good people. It's awesome. I love them and I love their music. Appreciate everybody listening in Out of Bounds today. For Joe Franklin, I am John Neighbors. Same sports show, same sports channel tomorrow afternoon at Twin Peaks. Appreciate everybody listening in. You better stay tuned, though. Because we got drive time sports coming up next. At Southern Floor Coating, coatings are all they do, and they won't be beat on price. Factory trained installers using the purest form of polyurea with UV stability for all your outside projects. When you call, you'll talk with a professional interested in your project, not a voicemail. Don't trust a fly-by-night company that may not be in business next year. Transform your patio, porch, or pool deck and call the real pros at Southern Floor Coating. 501-402-4912.